right, here we go. Here we go. Anyway, back to David Hasselhoff. Huge, like, Lita Ford huge. What? What is what? I'm not in this business anymore, and then... Can I be with you guys? Fire. I will have your brain. Boy, that, that alien just came right out his chest. He's my everything. Oh, so new headphones, though? Yeah, she got a couple of pair. I don't know where she was, but she got a pair for ten bucks and one for five. And this is the one for five. I like them. They really noise cancel. Pretty, nice, pretty good. So, like I'm garage trying. sale type stuff, or no? They were brand new. I don't know where she got them. Where some uh, five below? I don't know. Where some thrift store or something? Not not thrift store, but like leftover store kind of. Oh, gotcha. You know, okay. Discount. I don't know. They feel pretty good. I like my big fat over the ear headphones. Yep. That other new pair I had. I was getting bleed through. My microphone is picking up from the, my headphone. Oh. Remember that old problem. Well, that is that is the old classic Nightlight Cinema. Here we go. I <laughs> uh, wonder what's on Eugene's brain this evening. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what's on yeah, my brain hole. Um, That's on the old, uh, what are we called? Oh, Movie, fr- movie yeah. Freaks. <laughs> movie Fucks. I almost said Son of a Sidekicks. I'm like, we're not there yet, guys. <laughs> Well, welcome to another uh, beautiful afternoon show as we continually try to cram these things in. It's so yeah. weird doing it when the sun is up. It is. It, it seriously feels weird. Like, it doesn't feel normal. I feel like there should be more alcohol involved and more just... The evening is more for debauchery, not the afternoon. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, I... Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, oh, yeah. We got to get back to introducing ourselves at the beginning of the show. I'm Eric. Oh, I'm... Yep, yeah, Eugene. <laughs> All right, there we go. And we're in. Yeah, How are yep. you doing, sir? How am I doing, sir? I think we both know the stupid answers to those stupid questions, so let's just, uh, anything else? Anything else? I... Let's talk movies, because ev- everything else pretty much sucks. I'm going to Slayer on June 8th. That is oh, nice. something, so... Um... I got my fifth uh, Warner Brothers clamshell VHS today. I saw I that. That's Yeah, you said that's awesome. At a rando garage sale for 50 cents. I was like, yeah! And then I got, uh, well, I was going to pick up my weekly comics, my pull list at my local comic book shop. And, uh, right down the street, two blocks, it, they had a moving sale. Uh, or not two blocks, two houses. And I was like, ah, oh, five minutes early for the store opening. I'll just walk down there and see what's going on. And this lady was like, come up on my porch. I'm getting rid of all this shit. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't need a dresser. No, I don't need that. Oh, how much for that uh, braggy forehead VCR player right there? Ah, five bucks. It's like, ah, oh. there we go. Got my backup player. I still don't have a stereo player, uh, so I'm still looking out for one of those and a uh, like a VCR to DVD uh, ripper. One yeah, of those. I want one of those too. Sometime in 20 years from now, you're going to be going to a garage and you're going to be like, is that an Oppo, official Oppo 4K Blu-ray player? <laughs> yeah, five bucks. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'll be a grumpy old bastard saying, you fucker. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, the yeah. stupid things that I spend money on. Anyway. Oh, me too. Me too. I just made a deal with a friend of mine that uh, he's like, hey, I've got a... Copy uh, or a 
brand new opened copy of uh, Zombie 4, uh, which is After Death. That's the one with Striker Guy. The, yeah, but I'm like, yep, sold. Whatever you're asking for it, I'll buy it. So <laughs> st- st- the stupid shit that the freaks buy, spend their money on. That's why we're freaks. Yep, that is true. Okay, let's get on to the roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was Anon up against Tremors 6. And it's my turn to go first. Yay! In a future where technology has rendered privacy obsolete, a detective investigates a serial assassin who has been deleted from all visual records. Starring Clive Owen and... uh, I didn't grab the names, dang it. I thought I could pull it up from memory, but I can't. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh... And this was directed by the guy that made Gattaca and uh, something Nickel is his name. Anyway, that who I generally like, even yeah. though we, like we talked last week, neither of us liked In Time. And this fits right in with that kind of trilogy of weird kind of uh, future science fiction movies. It's got a very uh, bland aesthetic, and but it's understandably so because of the method of which this detective story is unfolding. And it's sort of like, imagine what the internet's going to be like in 20 years. It's one of the ways that I can describe it. Everybody has these implants in their head. And you know how right now, the way the internet is, if you want to know about something or you want to know about someone, what do you do? You go to Google, you type in the name, you type in, oh, what really happened to the Titanic? You type in uh, anything, anything at all you want to know. What is that store over on 5th and La Brea? Yeah. Well, now... It's in your head. All you have to do is look at something, and it just automatically pops up. Like, the internet is augmented reality over everything. Okay. You look at a a person, their name pops up, uh, they have a problem with alcohol, they were arrested two times, blah, blah, blah. You look at, just walking down the street, you look at another guy, his name's Bob Miller, and he, he has these interests, like there's no privacy at all. You look at a storefront, it tells you all the information about the storefront. So it, it would make sense that there, and like designs of stores are digital. So it makes sense that when you're, they're not showing that visual thing, all the buildings are just plain concrete. All the offices are completely empty. When they have a meeting, everybody just like everybody sits around a table. There's no pens and paper and there's nothing. It's just everybody sitting there looking through their viewfinders at everybody else. This so, sounds uh, really good, by the way. This, so far, this sounds good. Well, so far, I'm just describing the world that is as it exists then. it may, What I'm saying is it made sense for everything to be bland. There would be no reason to paint things when you can just digitally do it. So that wasn't a problem. Uh, the story itself, I quite enjoyed. It, uh, it has a lot of science fiction-y things kind of in it, but it's mostly that kind of digital augmented reality stuff. Um... The best way I can describe this movie, and now it's almost becoming a cliche to say this, but this is a big hour and 40 minute Black Mirror episode. They even had some Black Mirror episodes that kind of deal with some of these things. For example, one, one of the things we're dealing with this movie is people want to, oh, they make a mistake. Oh, I slept with a hooker. I don't want my wife to find out. Okay, you go online, you hire a hacker, they come in, they look at your timeline in your head, they blah, 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 and they replace it with, oh, you just came home and went to bed instead of hiring a hooker. Shit like that, okay? Except somebody's going around killing people and there's no trace of it, which is weird because everybody knows everything about everyone and where you are at all times. Yeah. So it becomes an old school mystery kind of thriller thing with this black mirror layer over top of it. I give this movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. 
I think it was definitely better than In Time. It has a much better premise because it's just a detective murder mystery. Um, I don't think it was as good as Gattaca. I think it might have gone on a smidge too long. I don't think that you would like this movie. It has a, definitely a slower pace. And, I mean, I, I would say my recommendation for you would be to leave it in the queue maybe sometime when you're kind of like, oh, I'm in the mood for a detective-y thing with a, a science fiction-y sheen. But other than that, I don't. I, you don't have to run after it. I, I wouldn't recommend it. It has a nice little twist at the end. Again, I enjoyed the whole story, but I, I don't think you'd be too wild about it. I mean, as far as a roulette goes for me, oh, that was fine. That was fine entertainment. Okay. Um, Tremor Six. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Tremor Six. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, not bad. I was, and no, fuck this movie. Aw, awful, awful. Zero, zero stars. <laughs> this movie can rot in hell. I'm not going to talk about the movie because I hated it so bad. My eyebrows um, shot through the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, I kind of remember the last one being really bad. This is like shark, worse than Sharknado. I hated this. I, I hated the jokes. I hated the acting. I hated the pacing. I hated every single tiny little thing about this terrible movie. Terrible. And it was video. Shiny video. Fuck this movie. Jamie Kennedy is middle-aged. Oh, oh, like, like you, dude, you were in Scream and now you're in this shit? Awful. <laughs> Done. Okay. <laughs> I, this is like, I'm not sure all of the other roulettes I've watched this year, but this one here is knocking at the door of worst of for me. <laughs> uh, my, the... Mine would be about middle of the pack, I would say. L- middle, well, above half, but yeah. I've had some duds, but I'm, again, because I hated this so much, I can't think of anything that I've disliked worse than this, but there has to be something. Oh, uh, so many of them we forget, and then you go back and you're like, oh, God. Sometimes during in our year-end review, we have to go back and look, what even was that movie? I don't even remember what it was. And yeah. Then you look it up and it's like, oh, shit, I remember that. Oh, okay. Near- Art of fart ass boomers or fart bombers or whatever they call these stupid things. Fart blasters or I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? You remember that? Or no, no you, I, I only watched like half ass of the blasters. One, That's what they are. They're ass blasters because they look like assholes. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, it's so unfortunate that they turn it into a comedy so quickly. Oh, oh it's so. I mean, the first one was such a good 80s movie, and this is. Is it 80s? I think so. 80s are very early 90s. Um, this was, there's not one thing, there's not one single thing that I liked about this movie. Not one. Uh, I mean, even the, the CGI I thought was lame. And even the quote unquote gore, I'm like, that's just vanilla pudding because we can't show blood. So we're just going to have them explode. And it's, there's vanilla pudding mixed with CGI and nope, done. Moving on. 1990. Okay. Oh, as my, my kids are just blasting some. YouTube TV out in the living room, I can hear. It's got to be better than what I just talked about. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> I'd rather watch Tremors blasting asses or whatever than... <laughs> oh. Tremors 7, Adventures in the Ass Blasting Forbidden Zone. Yeah. Oh, and, and be prepared. I'm it's sure coming. that part 7 or whatever will come out, and it'll be on the roulette, and I'll pick it, and I'll give it probably zero stars. You're, well, you're too committed at this point. Oh, it, yeah, it, I'm going like, to watch there's it. There's a new Hellraiser. I, I have to watch it. 
or yeah. uh, a new Wishmaster. I'm committed. I'm already four movies into Wishmaster. I have to yeah, wrap that yep. up. Uh, what is wrong with us? Sad, pathetic lives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next round. Coming your way, sir. I tried really hard to find you some horror on Netflix, and it is a barren wasteland. There is nothing at all. And no, at all. But I did find you don't hang up on Voodoo that's free with ads. And I trailer tested it, and I turned it off after the first half because it looks like a legit, pretty decent, I mean, looks like a horror movie. An evening of drunken prank calls becomes a nightmare for a pair of teenagers when a mysterious stranger turns their own game against them with deadly consequences. Now let me explain that a little bit. The trailer starts off with these two douchebags prank calling somebody saying, don't hang up the phone. There's a man in the house. We're the police. Don't go. And then when the person on the other end freaks out and runs to go save their kid, here it turns out these boys were just making an internet prank video. And, ha, you've been pranked. And they were just trying to scare the shit out of people to get clicks and likes on YouTube. And it's all fun and games until their phone starts ringing. And then shit got like, oh, that's kind of scary. I kind of dig what's going on here. And it looked good. So, or I mean, the, the production looked okay. Way better than most of that Netflix horror schlock that gets just dumped on there. We yep. will be discussing some of that in a little bit. Uh, next up, this is one that I had on the roulette, and I'm kicking it back your way as a safe pick. Message for, uh, from the king. On a relentless quest to avenge his sister's murder, a man from Cape Town infiltrates a sprawling network of lowlifes and elites in L.A. I gave this movie a thumbs up. I totally dug it. I think you would, too. Starring Chadwick Boseman. Um, just a... Just a really damn good movie with a f- fantastic ending. Uh, and his name in the movie is King. So, message from the King. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Gotcha. Okay. And lastly, what do I have here? Oh, this is from... Uh, if I can find it. That'd be cool. Oh, there we go. This is on my movies anywhere. It's been six episodes, so I think it's time to throw you another safe pick. Justice League War. The world's finest heroes meet for, for the first time each other and found the Justice League in order to stop an alien invasion on Earth. 79 minutes. And this is what our live-action Justice League movie should have been. Unfortunately, it was not. But I think that you will quite enjoy this movie. There you go. Okay. Um, heading your way, first up is a movie called Dark. Uh, very wittily spelled D-A-R-C. <laughs> How did you come across this one? It was on the main Netflix page, and uh, after reading it, I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Good runtime. Uh, yeah. I watched the trailer, and for the first bit of it, I was like, eh, and then very quickly I was like, oh, shit, I would watch this in a heartbeat. All right, well, there you we'll go. First, first pick, uh, to bring down a global human trafficking ring, an Interpol agent recruits the help of a brutal criminal with inside knowledge of the Yakuza. Hour and 37 minutes, and again, yeah, just that synopsis sounded really good to me, so that's the first one. Next up is Family Blood, and this one here, I I thought that this one looked pretty good. Uh, I also th- watched the trailer for this one. And, and? You would not make it through that trailer. Family Blood, uh, hour, 32 <laughs> minutes... <laughs> Ellie, a recovering drug addict, has moved to a new city with her two teenage children. Uh, she's struggling to stay sober and, um, uh, addict and uh, vampires. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
Last but not least is Orbiter 9. That has been on, I think, has that been on the roulette before? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, 2017. This is a drama, romance, sci-fi. Hour 35 minutes. Girl discovers that the reality of her life isn't as she believes. So there you go. I will take Orbiter 9, even though I'm kind of sketchy on that, on that trailer, because it was just like two people in a satellite or something, and I'm like, oh boy, this could be a little tedious. At, I think it's hour 40? Yeah. Yeah, it might be a little tedious, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. That dark one, though, you can keep throwing that one up. The Family Blood one, no. Ah. Oh, watch the trailer. I defy you to get through that trailer. I got about halfway, and there was somebody hugging somebody with vampire teeth and they were crying on each other's shoulders because they don't want to be vampires or something. I was just like, I'm out. And it looked like just garbage, like HD um, mm. video. <laughs> yeah. Tremors, part 20. Uh, okay, for me, you know, Message from the King is tempting, but, um, be- you know, like you said, it's been six weeks. I actually think I'm going to go Justice League just because that intrigues me how... Much like the previous one that I watched where that should have been Suicide Squad and it was way better than the movie. I'm actually interested to see what this would be like compared to the movie that we got here a year ago or so ago. Well, I'm, the reason I put it on there is because I'm really interested to hear what how you think the two compare. Um, okay. Just because looking at a two... Well, I guess the thing was only two hours, but a two-hour runtime and... and 80 minutes or 79 yeah. minutes. There well, are, the, I, while I was going through the other ones that I have on there, trying to pick which one I want you to watch next, there were a couple of other Justice League ones that you, will be on this eventually, but I was like, well, they've already met each other in those, so I should just wait, because this is the one where they kind of all come together. Yeah. It it just works so well, in my opinion. And there's, Batman's so badass, oh my gosh, in this movie, and so many good freaking lines from, like, Green Lantern and stuff that just are so pitch perfect and the flash. Well, and the thing is like, I immediately thought back to when I watched uh, the Arkham one and the short runtime on that versus the very long runtime of suicide squad and how everything in that, that cartoon worked so well on such a short runtime. Whereas the suicide squad movie was kind of a mess. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it was still just an overlong mess of things so. Wait till you see how this compares to Justice League live action, because Justice League live action was already part three of, of this scenario. You know what I mean? Okay. Where these people know have already met each other in the past. Oh, yeah. This one, they're all meeting for the very first time, all at once. It's, just wait, I think you'll like it. Okay, there you go. Next week, it will be Orbiter 9 and Justice League War. I have a frickin' uh, horror movie on my voodoo that I was going to throw up there, but it didn't cross over to the Movies Anywhere link, because it must be from a company that they don't work with. Oh, okay. Like, Damn it. What was it? The, Vat- the Vatican Tapes. Oh, I do want to watch that sometime. Well, it's on my voodoo, but it's not on my Movies Anywhere. That's odd, really? Over. That, oh, that's... Oh, weird. not all of the movies go. I think I'm 40 short. Oh, on the wow. movie. So it, it's got to be a thing where they only work with certain companies or something. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. don't have a deal structured with whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, there you go. All right. Now, because it is an afternoon show, we were just, and last time we just did our fun little game and one round of re- recently watched. We figured this time we'd just go recently watched. Oh, I get to go first. And I'm not prepared. I'm my card. What do I want to talk about first? 
I know what I want to talk about first. I've got to find a synopsis for that thing. That, we, we can't just talk about this movie without bringing it up on the, on the IMDb's. And that would be the Christopher Walken starring McBain. <laughs> Where is your IMDb? From 1991. And I never knew this movie existed until I found it on... VHS randomly at, well, I don't even remember where I found this thing, but I was like, Christopher Walken has an action here? Okay, I'll check that out, maybe. And from what I've seen from searching around the internet, there's there's a DVD of it, but it looks like a VHS rip to me. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this never went to the next level of, of format, hence trying to justify my purchasing of VHS movies. Uh, Santos attempts to lead a people's revolt in Colombia to overthrow an oppressive El Presidente. When his revolt fails and he is killed, his sister Christina goes to New York to find McBain. And then this goes on and on and on. Anyway, he gets the gang back together, his buddies from the Vietnam War, and they go on a killer rampage to get revenge or something. And this has Michael Ironside, Steve James... Uh, Christopher Walken, like I said. Just a whole bunch of cool people. Maria Conchita Alonso. And I... know who that is, yeah. ...am happy to report that I loved this movie. I had so much fun watching my VHS copy of it, I just wanted to hug it. This is... I mean, it's garbage, but it's great garbage. It's awesome 90s, early 90s action, just cheesy explosions and I right when I knew that I was going to love this movie was towards the end of the first act after he got the gang back together and they were going to go bust up their next clue at this drug dealer or whatever and they just walk in and blast this guy with a 12 gauge right out the third story window right down onto a top of a car and I was it was so awesome yet laugh out loud I was like yep I'm in. Oh, I'm in. And it just went from there. You know, those kinds of explosions where they just maybe toss a grenade in a hut later when they're uh, invading and just fireballs like they were just storing 55 gallon drums of gasoline in every single one of them. Like in that in Predator, when they go attack the village and just everything is just way overdone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I give this movie a thumbs up, especially on the. It's it's kind of on the bad, it's good, but it's more like it's just dated, it's good. You know, like, back in the late 80s, early 90s, this was all very common, these things sold. I don't know if it got a theatrical release, probably not, I imagine it's direct-to-video for 91, but I, I had an absolute ball with it, and this is what keeps me on the VHS hunt, is finding movies like this, and, uh... It was I was so happy to find out from you that this movie is on Amazon Prime, over to you. <laughs> um, I also watched McBain on your recommendation when you when I did find out it was on Amazon Prime. And uh, unlike your VHS, the Amazon Prime version looks to be, if it's not HD, it is the next thing to it because it's in uh, widescreen. And I believe it was like anamorphic widescreen. Uh, ah. Yeah. And uh, the quality, at least on my HDTV, was really, really good. So I actually was able to see it pretty cleaned up, and I'm right there with you. That was a complete blast from start to finish. Um, and, I, and you know, having said that, like, I know it's it's cheesy, kind of, whatever, but it seemed like there was some money thrown at this movie. It wasn't like this extremely low-rent, generic movie. Yeah, it's kind of generic, but it's like, it felt like there was a budget to this thing. There was a lot of explosions, and there was a lot of 
Vietnam era war scenes in the beginning and explosions and then silly looking jets flying around and uh, it, I don't know I I uh, it, it I'm not sure if it was theatrical but it was like on the cusp of theatrical if it was you know what I it mean it made it made just under half a million dollars theatrical I'm trying to look up a budget here yeah. But my only complaint with the movie, honestly, is it, it felt a bit long. Like, there was so much fun in this movie that I wish that it would have been maybe just 10, 15 minutes shorter. But that's, I mean, having said that, when you're watching a movie like this that is kind of a gem in the old school action rough, I'm okay with it being a bit too long. But this is great. Great movie. This is a easy Blu-ray purchase for me if it's uh, ever released on region I mean, this has got to be perfect for that, right? I mean, there's other crappy action movies that you've bought that... That are way worse than this. This, I mean, this is, this is good stuff. And like, the the scene that you just talked about, that's the exact same scene that I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm in. This is, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I did. When that happened, I was like, oh, that's what we're doing? It almost was like an early 90s version of The Expendables, because they were getting their old Vietnam yeah. buddies back together. Michael Ironside and, and his tiny, <laughs> tiny little, tiny little ponytail and bald head. I love yeah. it. I love Michael Ironside. Oh, he's, he's great in this. At one point, like he was kind of the gruff, like, well, I'm not in this business anymore. And then finally it's like, can I be with you guys? <laughs> Something... Well, it totally was that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was acting all tough, and then Christopher Walken's like, you know, you want to be with us, or whatever the shit he says. <laughs> you're sitting here, in your plush lifestyle, and <laughs> but you want to be with us. Two and then for you, you drive two Ferraris, and oh, man. So Can I good. come too? Yeah. And he literally did that, like, almost word for word. Oh, and Steve James is in this. Steve James is the, uh, that's the kick-ass uh, black dude from the American Ninja movies. Yes, he's awesome. He's so cool. So crazy that that guy died and I just clicked on his name on IMDb. He died in 1993 at age 41. And I... Wow, that was two years after this. Crazy. But anyway. Yep, that was uh, in the... Uh, in the shit that has been our last several weeks. Like, that was a gem right there. I did a lot of smiling for that movie. And I'll agree it might be a bit long, but that also kind of, again, 91, I, I, I kind of, it's like when you watch a 70s movie and it's too long, we will be getting into that soon. Um, you kind of have to have a little bit of forgiveness with that because, you know, that's how 70s movies were. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times they just were more deliberately paced, as we say. Yeah. Uh, okay. McBain, over to you. Um, so I did a double header of, Again, so often movies that I pick are based on my mood and like how my week is going. And sometimes I will pick a movie just because I need a certain something because of how life is going right now. And I'm like, you know, I want a movie that I like start to finish that is going to have a smile on my face the whole way through that I know is a perfect movie to me. <clears throat> and um, I rewatched Inglorious Bastards. Oh, nice. uh, Tarantino's movie, and granted, it's it's a long one, but it's just been one of those weeks, and I needed a smile on my face from start to finish. I wanted a badass, uh, rough R-rated movie that wasn't. I, I'm like, I'm not really in the mood for horror. I'm in the mood for that, 
And um, every single time I watch Inglorious Bastards, I'm not going to spend much time on this. We've talked about his movies before, and every, you know most people know about his movies. Um, I just keep going back and forth as to which ones are my favorite. Because rewatching this again, I'm like, man, I, I, it's hard for me to not have this as his number one uh, movie. But then I think, no, no, J- Django was fantastic, and every single one of his movies is just so good. Um, anyway. So after this, I, uh, I then I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to be on a, a very minor Tarantino kick. So I rewatched Pulp Fiction. And while I do still think this is a lesser entry from him, it, it's again with how crazy things have been lately. It's just, even though the run times are really long on, on these movies, I just, I need that, that, Tarantino comfort food and whew, it tastes good. <laughs> yes, it does. And I know what you're talking about with Inglorious Bastards. We've talked, probably talked this to death and we're probably repeating ourselves, but hey, maybe some listeners are new. Yeah. But watching like Inglorious Bastards, I agree. It's like, oh man, now which one is my favorite? But for me, I am the Kung Fu guy, so it still goes Kill Bill. But Inglorious Bastards, I believe I listed as number two. I'm pretty sure that was my second favorite. I And I've been itching, itching to rewatch that one. It's so, so good. And I, I like the fact that in that one, Tarantino really went for it in the end because I was not expecting how the last like 10 minutes were going to unfold. And then, spoiler alert, when they literally massacre Adolf Hitler, that I'm like, this is, this is brilliant. I was so not expecting them to go that route. Even though it's a Tarantino movie, I could not believe that that's the direction this movie went. And even, uh, Christoph Waltz's character, Spoiler alert again, he survives, but he gets his, uh. Comeuppance. Yeah, but it was, it's just, it's brilliant. Brilliant filmmaking. The guy hasn't made a bad movie yet. He hasn't. And every time I watch these movies, I fall in love with them all over again. Even uh, Pulp Fiction. It, again, it's not quite as good, but it's still, uh, it's so much fun for me. So good. So, anyway. Uh, um,. Sorry, I was going to say something and then I forgot the uh, answer to the question. I was going to say, have you looked at the cast for his next movie yet? I haven't, huh? It's, uh, uh, what is the name of the damn movie? Something in Hollywood. Uh, a lot of 70s movies have that frickin' type. The, uh, son of a bitch. It's so Tarantino to name his movie that. It, it like, it makes perfect sense that he names it that because he's always doing these grindhouse renovations. If you want to call him yeah. that, that's always that's kind of what his style is, in a manner of speaking. Um, like Johnny goes to Hollywood, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh, okay. Like Once Upon a Time in the West, and Once Upon a Time in and yeah, oh, America. Yeah, huh? Okay. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Let me look this up. Wood. Hold on while we use the internet. It. This cast is is unbelievable. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Uh, Zoe Bell. There's been some other people announced. I know there were. Timothy Oliphant. Oh, nice. I like him. And I think they're still looking for another uh, female. And people were like, who? Uh, it was online. People were saying, Kurt Russell, uh, Burt Reynolds, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, of course. I mean, holy shit. I don't yeah. even care what your movie's about. It's You say Quentin Tarantino and, and these people, cast? I'm in. Me too. (laughs) That's great. So anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. Back to you. Okay. Next up for me. 
Oh, let's go with one that we've been waiting a long time to hear my thoughts on this one, because the Blu-ray has been sitting on my shelf for two years, because I got it stupid cheap, and Eugene really enjoyed the movie, as I recall, and uh, it was just announced this week that Criterion will be Mm. releasing a longer cut that is 50 minutes longer, and this movie's already kind of long, and that is Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life. Now, I... I'm not a huge Malik fan. I appreciate his uh, uh, skills at photography or whoever his DPs are that capture these images that he wants because I've watched most of A Thin Red Line before turning it off and I watched all of The New World and was not that big a fan of it. Um, so the, I guess this would be my third Malik movie. And, I mean, the movie is... The photography is amazing. As Well, ah. Uh, this movie is so hard for me to talk about, dude. I was very conflicted watching this movie. There were parts of it that I loved. There were parts of it that I struggled with a bit because of the way it was shot, even though it was still kind of beautiful. Uh, and there were um, plot elements that really turned me off. I thought that there was a great movie somewhere to be had in this, but it didn't. he didn't know which way to go with it. It starts off being the mother's story, Mm-hmm. And she's doing narration, and then it switches to the kid, and then the father, and then it, it degrades to where this father is just gets worse and worse and worse. I'm like, what the hell is the point of this? Like, where is it going? Um, I get that, you know, the idea that people make mistakes, and we got to learn to adjust and, and uh, apologize when we need to, and not be so strict, and yeah, I get all of that. But it felt like there could have been much bigger, grander points encompassing a title, The Tree of Life, if you're talking about the course of life and with the dinosaurs and everything. And there were just elements of it that just baffled me. Um, the one dinosaur scene where the dinosaur is laying in the creek and the other one comes up and just kind of steps on its head for a minute and then steps off and then walks away. I'm like, what does that mean? And I know that's what Malik does. Yeah. It's all metaphor for other things. Or, but it was just like, what the... I was just like, all right, like I get it's the dinosaur stuff is cool. And I was with all of that, like evolution and the progress of the planet. But it just that part, I was like, what, what, what is what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I, but I, I'm not going to give this movie hate. I'm not going to thumbs it down. I'll still kind of give it a passing thumbs up, but I'm interested to see what a 50 minute longer cut could do. Cause I, I feel like it would flesh out more of the family's uh, relationships and stuff like that, that, that were sorely lacking in this. It was a, it was really weird for me that they completely dropped the mom storyline about halfway through. Like she was the focal point. She was doing the talking, she was describing and then boop, she's gone. And, uh, okay. And what an easy paycheck for Sean Penn. Oh, lucky bastard. Go he stand just kind of walked here. around in the Walk, end and sulked around. Kind of stand in that field a little bit and get in an elevator and say, sorry, dad. And then hang up uh, that I said that, and then, I mean, he had like five lines, and then the rest was voiceover. I've, wow, good for you, dude. Um, I, <laughs> I could do that kind of acting. I'm no actor, but I, you could tell me where to stand. And here's the other problem I had with the photography. A lot of times he's just filming the back of people's heads for the first half of the movie. And it, and some, and he was filming them playing. And then when it's found out that what happens to the oldest son midway through or whatever, I was like, now it feels very, kind of vulgar that's the word i kept coming back to is vulgar the way that it was shot because you're not you're intentionally creating a disconnect with the audience by filming the back of their heads during all those happy scenes like you want to see them they're walking over this I, i get why you're doing that but at the same time you're intentionally creating a disconnect and it's not 
it's uncomfortable and you want me to be uncomfortable and I'm pissed off about it. Like <laughs> you should be showing me their face and showing me their reaction in the happy times. If you're going to show me their face and their reaction in the sad times. Mm-hmm. And I, it just, I, it kind of put me off a little bit. And I, I know anybody that listens to this show that just gave the glowingest of ball sucking to McBain is probably going, Oh yeah, you know, cinema way to break it down. Oh, he filmed it vulgar. You know, sometimes we can still look at art and see what they're trying to do and can appreciate what their intentions were and also criticize what their intentions were. Mm -hmm. So if he was intending to make me feel uncomfortable, congratulations, it worked. Now, all of that being said, I do need to watch more Malick films. I do need to finish The Thin Red Line. I do need to give Brave New World another chance, even though I did say about that movie, maybe not on the show, but when I talk to you, uh, it's amazingly shot. I just felt that it, the story is just went here, went here, went here, went here. It wasn't very focused. I know? agree. I, yeah, that was, I watched it one time years ago and was like, meh. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I am trying very hard not to say the P word. Um, just some more artistically challenging fare is not for everybody. Cheers to that. This one is okay, and I'll I'll revisit it sometime and reevaluate. Probably when uh, you buy the Criterion and I borrow it from you. Yeah. Ken, I, I did like the movie. I remember quite enjoying it, but I, I've only seen it one time uh, because it's not an easy watch. But I would like to rewatch this movie at some point, especially a longer cut of it. Yeah. And the, a lot of the family dynamic was very interesting. Um, the boys, man, I hope that my boys eventually get along that way. You know, we both are, both our sons are younger, so mm-hmm. they're not at that stage yet. They're still at the screaming and punching, just being awful to each other. They haven't realized yet that, hey, brother, you need to be on the same side as your brother. Yeah. You defend your brother, you know, all, like, all that kind of stuff. And eventually they had that dynamic, but, it, you know, it took tragedy for it to come together. But um, I hope that I hope for that with my kids. So it, there's also that other aspect of it, of why it's more difficult for fathers of two sons to sit down and watch that movie as we are. Yeah. You know, we, we um, uh, can associate with some of that stuff intensely. Um, the dad, that dad just turned psycho at times like it was like dude just relax a little bit like i am intense with that respect thing too but i'm not leaping over tables and throwing dinner off the table to you know like come on yeah that Uh, was brad pitt correct yes yeah anyway now i've watched tree of life it is finally off my shelf that means that ball is in your court to watch uh benjamin button so uh, you can you get on <laughs> David Fincher, dude. It's a David Fincher uh, that you can watch. Listen, that you can watch with the wife. <laughs> the only David Fincher movie I have yet to see, and I know I should watch it, and I will watch it. I, I own the Criterion Blu-ray of it, but it's good not God, I just, uh, one tenth as depressing as Tree of Life. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. But instead of her, that, I will review this <laughs> movie, the opposite of everything we just talked about, and that is. Sergio Martino's Hands of Steel from 1986, a code red movie. So you know where this is going, right? Straight down the shitter, in a good way. Um, Hands of Steel? Oh, it's it's great. It's great. Um, uh, lots of Italian dudes, which, which of course, you know, in a Eugene review means instant thumbs up. <laughs> when I start my stars. review, a lot of Italian dudes, 
immediately this is going to be a lot of sweaty, greasy awesomeness. Um, <laughs> oh, what's his name is of of course in this movie. Um, uh, Daniel Green, Claudio oh. Casanelli, John Saxon. Oh yeah, John Saxon's in this. Uh, no, there is oh, George, George, George Eastman. Eastman. Yeah, yeah, of course, George Eastman's in this. Boy, he's a. Uh, He's pretty ripped in this one, much more so than in some of the other ones. I'm like, ah, oh, someone got George to do some, do some bench presses. He's, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, Don, Donald O'Brien is also in this. And, um, I, I, I like the Italian name better. Vendetta dal Futuro. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Donald O'Brien is actually, he was Dr. Butcher in Dr. Butcher MD. And he's in, he's in a ton of like spaghetti westerns and he's just kind of one of those Italian character actors that whenever I see him, I'm like, ah, there's Dr. Butcher. Um, I will have your brain. <laughs> Great. Um, but anyway, so on to this movie. So this is kind of a, a mushed together, uh, version of Blade Runner and, uh, <laughs> no. Um, but go on. <laughs> and over the top with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh, the combo that everybody has been just hankering for. <laughs> yeah, it's um just kind of just kind of smushed. Uh, so, and by by what I mean with uh, with uh, Blade Runner is that he is a cyborg, you see, and there are cyborgs in the future that are sent to assassinate people, and this guy gets a conscience because. Stupid reasons, um, and there is a scene in this movie where the, where this lady shows up to take him out because he's on the run now because he didn't fulfill his mission. And the lady, at first, I'm like, "Good God, what are you wearing?" And then I'm like, "Oh, you're supposed to look like Daryl Hannah's character in Blade Runner with the with the plastic on, except you literally are wearing plastic and like you look ridiculous versus <laughs> Daryl Hannah's cool cyborg character in Blade Runner." I'm like, "Okay, I get that." Um, but then the whole, the whole over the top thing with Sylvester Stallone is like, so he goes to this podunk town and he starts to arm wrestle and he's a cyborg so he can take him down and it pisses off George Eastman and then John Saxon flies in a helicopter and blows <laughs> things up and, oh, you know, it's great. It was great. Uh, I've it, see, I, I know what you're talking about. I can just picture it. I've seen attack ships on fire off the, off our Orion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all these moments will be lost like time into time like tears in the rain and then yeah. he just slowly turns his hat backwards <laughs> <laughs> it's just grease and just just very tan grease 18 wheelers in the background <laughs> yeah uh-huh uh, but it, yeah cars blow up here and there and the helicopter scene and it's all very very low rent but Seriously, like, I would love for you to watch this movie because it's one of those, a true, really bad movie, but a good bad movie. Uh, And hey, anything that George Eastman's in is going to get some sort of a positive review from me because he's, (laughs) he's my everything. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Hands of Steel, back to you. Okay. Next up, uh, speaking of 70s movies. That went on too long, I was talking about earlier. Vanishing Point with the Great White Dodge Challenger. Oh. Have you seen this movie? One time years ago and uh, meh? This is my second viewing, 
and the car is cool, and there's a weird scene where a hippie chick rides naked on a bicycle, or a bicycle on a motorcycle, around in circles in the desert for no reason. And the end is stupid. And I've seen it twice. This movie is long, and this movie is dull. And it is a product of its time. Those hippies in the 70s gotta make those speed. It's like Easy Rider, which I've never been able to survive. I haven't got through that movie. I just don't appreciate it the way that I guess I should, because <sighs> I ain't quite that old to remember those times when it was free loving and hitchhikers could hitchhike uh, without fear of serial killers and uh, weed man and fight the man, man. And uh, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? And these movies that just go on and on and on and on and hell, it may only be an hour and a half, but it sure as shit feels like two and two and a half. And that's kind of what I remember from that movie, too, is that it felt so long. Yeah. So, I mean, I can watch it and appreciate it for its time and everything, but it's just not for me. It, similar to that, um, oh, that other one I just did, Bullet, where it's like, ugh, oh, here we go. At least Bullet is a cop movie and follows a structure. This one, he's just driving, man. He's just driving. <laughs> radio guy tells him things and... And then he sees some biker, and they smoke some weed or cigarettes, and then they drive off again, and then they crash and end the movie. And you're like, why? Bored. I'm bored listening to this. (laughs) Meh. I'll take Tarantino's Death Proof. There's my car movie. Yep, yep, I agree with that. That being said, I haven't watched Tulane Blacktop, and I've got the the, uh, Anchor Bay Special Edition VHS clamshell over there, so (laughs) that's going to happen sometime. I don't know when, but it'll happen. And have you seen that one? I don't think so. Nope. All right. Well, wait with bated breath for that review. Um, <laughs> I'm expecting something very similar to what you just watched. I think it's a little newer than that one. Uh, I'll look it up. But uh, anyway, back to you. Um, okay. So I also uh, watched, uh, um, again, this goes with the mood uh, that I was in. I'm like, oh, okay, I need some schlock. Um so La Casa for AKA Witchery, starring David Hasselhoff and Linda Blair, directed by Fabrizio Laurenti, AKA Martin Newlin. <laughs> uh, great. Cause who comes, Martin Newlin. Uh, I've seen this movie countless times on DVD and now it's, uh, it's actually a double feature Blu-ray on Scream Factory, uh, Witchery and Ghost House, both highly recommended for this uh, schlock-loving uh, movie freak. Uh, David uh, Hasselhoff... Quick, uh, Vanishing Point and Tulane Blacktop, both 1971, so... Oh, have fun with that. Yeah, here we go! Yep. Here we go! Anyway, back to David Hasselhoff. Um, so, David Hasselhoff and the worst actress possibly that I've ever seen in a movie, which, of course, elevates this movie. She's so bad that you have... Her, her line delivery in this movie is so bad that I... I implore you to watch this movie. It's so great how dull of an actress she is. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I love you. This is so <laughs> great because you're it's, so shitty. I think it's on uh, Scream Factory TV. Isn't it, it is. And seriously, you should watch it because it is thoroughly enjoyable. So they're on this island, uh, Hasselhoff and his monotone-voiced non-actor wife, girl, girlfriend, I guess. He's trying to get in her panties, and she's having none of it because she's just, she's just, uh, just an awful person. Like, I don't, I'm like, 
whoever wrote this, were you trying to make her as unlikable as possible? Because mission accomplished in the best way possible. Uh, Linda Blair shows up with uh, random people that are looking to buy this haunted house, um, renovate this house, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's They're all cannon fodder for this demon thing that is on the island, or witch thing. And the kid actor has this little recorder thing, and it does silly, stupid voices that are supposed to be scary but aren't, but are cool. Um, and then halfway through the movie, the, the, the scene of the movie, and every time I watched them, I'm like, good God, that is, that is just uncomfortable. This awful actress, um, she's having this dream where she's getting raped by this supposed to be demon guy, and a bunch of old ladies are holding her down and, you know, ripping her clothes off and very nipply, and it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And then the demon guy shows up, and this is where it gets like, it's supposed to be creepy, but, this guy is like this really skinny looking nerdy dude, like, like kind of like a Marilyn Manson without any makeup on at all and no tattoos. And then like the little bit of demon makeup they put on this guy is actually just like, it looks like they rubber cemented his lips shut and he's trying to open his mouth and it's supposed to look kind of creepy, but I'm like, dude, that looks, it looks so low rent and gross because I'm like that literally like in real life seems like gross because you put on rubber cement on your mouth and you're it, trying to open your like mouth it's almost like you're describing a Cenobite oh those are cool this guy's not <laughs> but anyway so then he yeah he, it it was like the only part where she actually seems to act is when she's writhing around on this bed with rubber cement man but it's eventually Linda Blair shows up possessed and her hair is like 80s, huge, like Lita Ford, huge. Um, what else? David Hasselhoff gets stabbed in the guts, I think. A big swordfish, a hanging swordfish, uh, stabs a lady in the throat. We reach the point in the show where I just quit talking and leave you hanging because then you just start describing random things in the movie and it just makes me laugh and laugh. Go on, tell me about the swordfish. Oh, oh it's just, there's this other lady. It's, like, I'm trying to think of the actual plot of the movie, and I've seen this movie probably seven or eight times at least by now, and I'm like, I, something about a demon witch thing on the island, but, and then there's this blonde lady that's there, and she ends up with this big mounted swordfish on the wall that is, like, she's impaled on the swordfish through her neck. I'm like, that happened, somehow. Um, guy gets burned alive on an upside down cross, cause it's sacrilegious! Um, oh, <laughs> at the end, I, are you possibly gonna watch this movie? Yeah! Yeah, October. <laughs> oh, okay, the end. And I'm not going to spoil the end because <laughs> I la- every time the movie ends, I laugh out loud at the line delivery of the v- <laughs> of the very end. I'm not going to spoil it. It's it's brilliant in how shitty it is. But oh, I gave this movie four stars. It's it's, <laughs> it's oh, wow. great. Very that's, nipply too. That's... It's a it's a nipply movie. I think David Hasselhoff included. It's it's one of those. <laughs> Check it out. Witchery. Okay, uh, you want another one? Uh, Why don't you go ahead, because I'll do a double header after that. Okay. Um, man, where do I go from that one? Whew. Um, uh, that, of course, led to all sorts of Italian greatness. That in Hands of Steel, because then I'm like, well, now it's time for Lucio Fulci movies. So I watched some of that stuff, and um, uh, let's, you know, I, I'm guessing we've talked about this one, but. I know this is one that you've seen, and I'm curious your thoughts on it. I, uh, I'm i like, what's a James Bond movie that I haven't seen in a long time? I'm like, live and let die. Let's do that. Um, 
When was the last time you've seen that movie? Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that is a Roger Moore film. Yes, his first one. Which means that you have to tell me some of the plot, because I can't keep eh, pretty much most of those straight, unless it's uh, the one in space or Octopussy, then I, I, they're all so interchangeable, I can't remember. that. You know, okay. live, live and let die, you only live twice, I mean... Yeah, this is the black exploitation uh, voodoo one. Oh, no. Everybody loves this one, I do not. It's, uh, I find it irritating. Yeah, and you know, every time I watch it, or every time I think it's time to watch Live and Let Die again, I'm like, ooh, this is the cool exploitation voodoo one. And there are parts I quite enjoy with about the movie, and then that stupid-ass cop shows up towards the end with, hey, hey, hey. You, you remember him? Yeah. Awful. He's in a few of the Awful. movies. Awful. Yes, he is. And is the, this the, the one where they okay. barrel roll the car? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't, wow, I don't oh, even no, remember. Oh, no, you would remember this. He takes this red car and he hits this bridge and he does a barrel roll and lands it. Maybe that cop I, shows up a couple times. You would remember Yeah, the it. cop, sh- yeah, it, the cop is, I, it's a I, I hate him. He's not funny. No. Um, but eh, the bad guy is cool because it's the bad, it's the, the guy from uh, Alien, uh, uh, Yafet Kodo. Oh, the bad... I thought, you're talking about, I thought you were talking about the cop. I was like, the cop's an alien? No. no. <laughs> no. I don't remember that at all. Boy, that that alien just came right out his chest. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. God, I hate that guy. Oh, Clifton James. That's Come his name on, is. mother. Open up Sergeant the doors Pepper. and let us out. <laughs> oh, ooh. And he just, he looks like, he has that look of every movie that I star in, I act like that. Hmm. Yeah, I often confuse him with the, oh, he's, uh, Actually, a good actor, but in the Cannonball Run movies, that other guy. That, was it the Cannonball Run movies, or was it the Superman 2? He was in Superman 2. He's the sheriff in Superman 2. Okay, yeah, he was annoying in that one. But there's another cop in another movie that I'm crossing over. It, uh, no, 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 not not Cannonball Run. Um, Burt Reynolds. Car movie. Oh, Smoking the Bandit. Yes, the cop in that movie is actually... Okay. Like, he does that southern cop thing, but it's actually funny. Whereas this guy is doing an imitation of that and it sucks. Yeah. Sucks bad. It's, it's, the movie's okay, I guess. I actually think that, uh, Jane Seymour, she's the Bond girl on this one. Um, she might be one of the best Bond girls because she's just absolutely stunning. Uh, and she just fits that, the Bond girl persona so, so well, especially like she very much feels like a, like she looks kind of like a seventies, Bond girl versus what came before with all of the the Sean Connery ones and it just had that more of a 60s feel like the beehive hair whatever I know what you're talking about and I I agree to an extent she has the look for sure and she's definitely hot for I mean perfect for a Bond girl but in a weird way she was the antithesis of a Bond girl because she was a virgin and there was that whole thing yes so it's kind of uh, a little bit of an opposite but yeah Yeah. I I know what you mean yeah but and the, the theme song was good too so there's that but yeah it's Forgettable. I'll, I won't watch it again for five or six years, and I'll be like, oh, that's a good one. Eh, well, ne- next time you do, when he goes into, uh, what is it, Yafet Koto's uh, place, and he plays some cards, I think? Yes. If I'm not mistaken, if you look at the back of the cards, the uh, they always have a funky design, and the design on the back of the cards is 007s. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is huh. stupid. Really stupid, actually. <laughs> If you think about it, it's like, so they're, huh, got James hey, you want to play cards? cards? You want to play cards? Oh, you're not a spy? You want to play cards? Oh, i got cards that say 007 on them. I'm like, what? 
Okay. <laughs> I'm oh, sure the director was like, we'll work in this Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. And here the freaks are talking about it. <laughs> yep, yep. They'll be like 2018. People will still be talking about that 007 yep. shit. And we are. Man, I'm probably okay. wrong, and it's probably some other movie. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was that one. That's it. Back to you. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do a double header here. Are you familiar with the comedian Ali Wong? I don't think so. She did a she had a stand up on Netflix about two years ago, and uh, she was a pregnant Asian lady. Oh I, yes, I do. Yep, did, I know who did, that is. You watched that stand up? I did. She put and it was out. Funny. She put out another one called Hard Knock Wife. This just came out on Netflix, and me and the wife were like, "Oh, we're watching this immediately." And she's pregnant again, and it's. Every bit as hilarious as that first one. Oh my god. My wife was weeping. Literally weeping. And I gotta say, dude, I and my side hurt when it was done. If you like that first one, which you sh- should, it's fucking hilarious. Yes, Definitely it is. check out this one. It is such an easy watch, and it is so funny. Especially if you're a parent, which I, I know we say that a lot, and probably single people out there have the same reaction when I was single. Not everybody's got kids, you asshole. Well, yeah. <laughs> sorry, but uh, a lot of people do, and you know, we have to have entertainment, too. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have to laugh so you don't cry. But this is a uh, great stand-up, and you absolutely should watch it. Probably not wife material. She's pretty filthy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, it is... It, was a very easy watch, and boy, you know how sometimes, like you said, certain moods been going around, yeah. and it's time I need to, I need something to, I need a little light in the darkness. This absolutely brought it, and I didn't want to turn it off for the entire runtime. And I think it's a little bit shorter. I think it's only like seventy minutes or something. But definitely check that one out. Um, next up, I rewatched. Um, I am number four. Do you remember this movie? I. Yes, I do. I enjoyed that movie. I've seen it a couple times. That's a good one with my wife. Like, my wife really likes that movie. Well, I watched it once in the theater because I like the director. I think... Uh, I could be wrong. I think it's Francis Lawrence. I might be wrong. I, I think it was the guy that made um, Constantine with, with uh, Keanu Reeves. Might be right. Yeah. Okay. And I, I remember watching it the first time being like, it was okay, but it was kind of slow. And, uh, and then you quite enjoyed it. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. Maybe I should give it a second chance. And it popped on Netflix. So I, you know, it's been a couple of years. Why not? Uh, I still enjoyed this. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it a little more this time around. It did kind of piss me off a little bit though, because why am I like this? I, Cause I'd read up on it. I'm like, well, this was, this obviously was not the complete story. This is obviously like part one of it. Are you making a trilogy or what? And then I found out it's, it, it, I think this is a YA novel thing. You know what I mean? Young, young adult yeah, novel young thing. Ad- yeah. And, and so when we found out that kind of information, I'm like, why in the bowels of Hades are we getting <sighs> six hunger games movies? And we don't have a sequel to this. Like, it feels to me like there are such shittier YA adaptions out there that just go on and on and on and on. And, but we don't have one for one that's decent that I kind of like that kind of goes across YA to adult. And everybody says, of course, obviously, well, that, it's gotta make money, bitch. Well, yeah. I don't know how much money it made, but if there was not a sequel, to, apparently not. If there was a sequel to this, I would definitely watch it. I, I, uh, I didn't like it as much as the, um, uh, can't remember the names of all these generic 
freaking movies. Maze Runner? Maze Runner. I didn't like it quite as much as Maze Runner, but I appreciated it more in the first time, just because this movie leaves you with so many questions. Like, it just starts off running, which is great. That's the way you should do to get you intrigued, and I was intrigued right away. But you need some more answers along the way. I mean, you got some of the answers, but then it just ends. And you're like, okay, it's like we just began the journey. I thought we were on the journey. No, we just started the journey. I need the second part. <laughs> I need more. And maybe eventually we'll get around to a, a sequel. I mean, I just read a story the other day of something they're making a sequel to, and I'm like, what? Why? That thing didn't make any two cents. I mean, but we're getting a sequel to that? All right. Uh, so I don't, hmm. I, you know, I don't remember what that was now, because obviously the movie is forgettable. But yeah. If they would make a sequel to this one, I would definitely watch it. It's, it's an interesting uh, concept and interesting cast. I like the cast in it. Yeah. Um, Good CGI. I enjoyed the CGI in it, too. I thought it was really well done. Like, isn't there a creature or something towards the end? Yeah. There, well, there's one in the beginning and one towards the end, and the, the special effects were really well done. Yeah. It, it, I just, I need more. I need more. I need more number four. Uh, now, now I want to watch that movie again because again, it's whenever I find one that I enjoy and that I know that my wife quite quite likes. It's it's sometimes those are hard to come by. So I, that's one that both times I watched it was with her, and I'm like, yep, that was a a good wife and husband movie together. Yep, I've only seen it twice, but uh, I, if I found that on Blu-ray on the cheap, I will now I will pick it up. The first time around, I was like, eh, but now I will uh, pick that up on Blu-ray. Okay, there's two. Uh, do you want to, back to you? You want to do another round? Whatever you want to do. Yeah, let's do one more. Um, I'll just do one more review. Okay. Uh, wife and kids are going to be coming home soon, so I'm, and then it's going to be mine it's too. Going to be on. Yeah. So, uh, Conan the Destroyer. Let's talk about that real quick because I'm not sure if we ever talked about that one on the show. I haven't watched it in quite some time, but it was time. Like time to rewatch that on Blu-ray, and I. This has always been one that I've enjoyed as a kid. Um, and I always remember this movie being PG, but not. Like, it's very much a, this felt hard PG-13. And it still does. Watching it again, and I mean, heads lobbed off, and there's violence, and various forms of undress. There's, I don't think there's straight up nudity in it, but there's, it's still, it still feels very pushing the boundaries. And it's definitely not PG. Having said that, it is quite cheesy. Uh, where the first one is a masterpiece, this is not at all a masterpiece. This is this feels like an Italian knockoff of Conan the Barbarian with Schwarzenegger happening to star in the movie. Uh, everything about it is just silly. The effects are bad. The acting is you know bombada, which Will Chamberlain is meh. Grace yep. Jones is cool. I like her. I like Grace Jones in anything. She's awesome. But even Mako, which he was really good in the first Conan the Barbarian, and this one, I'm like, oh, you're now you're kind of goofy and yeah. Eh. My, but my favorite part in that movie is, or the most memorable maybe, is when Mako's like, <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't need to be a sorcerer supreme. I just want that one. I just want that one trick where I can just go fire. <laughs> That's all you need. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Officially wizard, right there. You're, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I can start then, a campfire. I can light your cigarette. Just poof. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you can make that. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I'd have to make a big production out of it. I mean, the wizards would come down, and I'd be to teach me, and I'd be like, okay, so I go, and they're like, no, 
Don't be an idiot. You just go, fire. Uh, it's not of. making a big enough deal about it. And they're like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as silly as the whole thing was, it reaches the pinnacle of cheesiness. Well, actually, no, there's two pinnacle of cheesiness moments, but one is halfway through the movie where Conan takes on man in rubber suit or man, like professor, professional wrestler looking dude in the, the water castle with, he's got this green looking frog guy thing. Um, I, dude, I've watched this movie 10 times and I don't remember what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's, that's the way this movie goes. I'm always like, Oh, another Conan movie. And then I watch it and I'm like, Hey, Conan, I wave my tiny little pennant flag. But at the same time, it's like, not, yeah, it's okay. And then in the end, when we get the actual, like, we're talking, it goes to completely into Godzilla type. Like, man in oh, big yeah. rubber suit. Like, I'm like, you're like this weird looking thing with a horn and now you're tearing it off. And this traumatized me as a kid when Schwarzenegger was tearing that horn out of the thing's head. And I think that still works my... though, don't you? It does, yes. And my parents were pissed by this point. Because <laughs> at this point we were committed, the movie was almost done and it was so violent and of course a lot of mysticism in this and yeah. they are not into any of that stuff. And so, and even the, the girl that's Olivia Diabo or whatever her name is, like my little, you know, peepee was throbbing at her the whole movie. <laughs> she was gorgeous and she yeah. still is in the movie. And it's just everything about the movie was not for, was for me, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that ending with the horn being pulled out and I'm like, oh, this is awesome gory and that's why i that's that is exactly why i remember now i give that movie a pass is because i get to that end and there's that giant demon thing and they got to rip the horn out or else the world will be covered in darkness and all the whatever they were saying and it uh it helped too that it's the uh the the other actress in there the the one that's the villain is oh she was good too yeah but wasn't she the villain in uh she was the villain in Sarah Douglas. In Red Red Sonia. Uh, let's see. She was in Superman one and two. Oh, she was Superman. Ursa. She was Ursa. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I give that movie a pass is because that ending got so dark and so hardcore. I love and it. Does yeah. yeah, it does. And there are sprinkled throughout the movie. There are really cool scenes, but you know, Schwarzenegger pug- punching the camel in the head. And look, ugh, it was funny in part. Or it was good in the first one, but this is lame. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah okay. I agree. And I think that, uh, speaking of Red Sonja, and because he, Co- Arnold plays such a Conan character in that one, it's so dumb that he wasn't just Conan in that frickin' movie. But yeah. if you haven't watched Red Sonja in a while, I think Red Sonja is a better movie than Conan the Destroyer. I haven't seen that since the VHS days, Red Sonja. Oh, Sonya. I have it on DVD. I don't have the, I don't know if there's a Blu-ray of it, but I got it on DVD and I couldn't pass it up. I love that movie. And a lot of really? people, huh. a, lot, a lot of people dog it, but it's supposed to be kind of a female Conan, but Conan's fricking in it and they team up and I mean, it's powering to women and it's, uh, it's badass. I like that. I love that movie. Huh. I'll have to check that out sometime. Definitely. I have better feelings about it than I do Conan the Destroyer. It's not quite yeah. to the masterpiece of a barbarian, but it's yeah. better than Destroyer. And, and it has that dark mysticism shit in it too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, the the original Conan the Barbarian is still such a, like, it's not, it doesn't feel cheesy to me. It feels like this is a real place that, that these people are inhabiting much like, like, and then this movie is, it just felt fake. Everything about it felt sets and, 
Yeah, just Wilt Chamberlain is the. Yeah, well, and Grace Bondi. Jones swinging her stick around all crazy yep. like. And, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's the Destroyer. There you go. My yep. final review of the day. And I will be picking it up on VHS as soon as I find it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. And it's got to be anxious to hear what you have to say about a rewatch of that one. Yeah, about the same, I would imagine. It's pretty fresh yeah. in mind. Uh, yeah. well, as I just said, I can't remember most of it, <laughs> except for the, I do remember, yeah, that giant horn beast at the end where it always freaked me out because all of a sudden the lights go out and it's all lightning, flashy strobe lights and creepy. Ah, oh, it was just creepy. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Uh, coming soon. You want to do some coming soon? Yes. And we'll wrap this up. I got the Warner Brothers clamshell VHS of another one that I used to rent all the time, and only just now realized I've been saying the name wrong this entire time. I thought it was Greystroke, but apparently it's Greystoke. Okay. You know, remember this movie? Legend I of do. the that's Tarzan? I do. Uh, yeah, that's with uh, the Highlander guy. Yep. Uh, and as my memory serves, it's the only really good Tarzan movie as far as live action goes. Uh, and I wanna, I'm looking forward to rewatching that. I also have the Warner Brothers clamshell of Tightrope, a Clint Eastwood spy thing, maybe. I've never seen that one, so there we go. I love those, uh, Warner Brothers clamshells. They're, I have five now, brag, brag. Um, I also bought a movie called Highway with Jared Leto and... Jake Gyllenhaal from early 2000s that I've never heard of, but I'm like, ah, what the hell? It's, yeah. Something. And Hellraiser 1 and 2 I've been watching bits of, and we'll be getting two reviews of those when I watch the entire entirety of both of them. They're on TV on a cycle, so I'm catching bits along the way, and when <laughs> I've watched enough of them to merit a review, re-review, I will do that. Excellent. I can't wait to hear your re-reviews of those. I love those movies. Uh, okay. Just one and two, though. I'm not rewatching the whole series like I've done. Ah, in the past. no, just, two. I, no, just one and two. Just one and two. That's it. <laughs> All right. What do you got uh, coming soon? Um, I'm revisiting some of the Amicus movies again. I I love those old school anthology movies. So uh, probably going to be rewatching Asylum and The House That Dripped Blood uh, and just some of those. I know that you would love those movies: Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror. There's this. There was this series of movies from the late 60s to mid-70s from this company called Amicus, Amicus that just came out with great stuff. It, all of it feels kind of Hammer-esque. We've talked about this on this show already, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But um, I'm going to be watching some of those. Uh, I'm feeling a rewatch of Dunkirk coming up pretty soon mm. as well. I know that I, re- I watched it for the first time here in January, but I've been, like, it's on my mind, like, Constantly, like, I really want to rewatch that movie here soon. So I'm going to probably give that one another viewing. And I've, well, actually, we're going to have another show before we go see this. But Solo is coming out, and I did pre-order some tickets for that. So I can't wait to watch that opening weekend. I I got to see it. Star Wars. Yeah, I am. I'm okay. I like the reviews that I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm, me I'm, too. Empire gave it a four out of five. I, I'll take that all day yeah. long. Me too. Me too. So who knows? What if that's a, one of those gems that, um, I mean, I was, I never set my expectations extremely high for this one, but you never know. It might be, it might be awesome. Who knows? Yep. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. That's, that's it for me. I mean, I've got other stuff on my, on my to watch list, but it literally is a day to day thing. What's my mood? That oh, determines me, me too. the movie. Me too. 
I, I walk yeah. in and I'm like, is this a 1971 car movie mood or is this a uh, uh, Twilight Zone, the movie VHS mood, or is it a freaking <laughs> I need to watch a Blu-ray so I can see what the hell is going on kind of mood. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm at. Yep. And oh, I also, and, and, I, it's probably about time for me to start to, to rewatch some more of those those animated like Justice League and Batman movies because I haven't watched one of those in uh, six weeks like you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm, when you put that up there, I'm like, ah, it would. Uh, the runtime is great. I like yeah. that. And, and, and I, I, I'm a master at spacing things out for you. <laughs> yes, because if you would have thrown that my way about. Two, three weeks after, <laughs> but six weeks. Okay, I'm yep. ready for another. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we should wrap it up. Uh, okay, that's gonna do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. I will hopefully see you next week. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. All right. All right. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all, you can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter, at moviefreakspod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>